Good morning. Um, the first scripture will be Mark 5, verses 18, 18 through 20. And it reads, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of the region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. The second scripture is Acts 4, 18 through 20, and it reads, So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm going to read the same thing in Spanish, por leer lo mismo en español. Marcos 5, 18 al 20. Y dice la palabra de Dios esto. Mientras subía Jesús a la barca, el que había estado endemoniado le rogaba que le permitiera acompañarlo. Jesús no se lo permitió, sino que le dijo, vete a tu casa, a los de tu familia, y diles todo lo que el Señor ha hecho por ti y cómo te ha tenido compasión. Así que el hombre se fue y se puso a proclamar en Decápolis lo mucho que Jesús había hecho por él. Y toda la gente se quedó asombrada. And then the other one is Acts 4, 18 through 20, Hechos 4, 18 al 20. Los llamaron y les ordenaron terminantemente que dejaran de hablar y enseñar acerca del nombre de Jesús. Pero Pedro y Juan lo replicaron, es justo delante de Dios, obedecerlos a ustedes en vez de obedecerlo a Él júzquenlo ustedes mismos nosotros no podemos dejar de hablar de lo que hemos oído y visto so recently I saw an online article and the title of it was this how asking why Five times can change your life. El preguntar por qué cinco veces te puede cambiar la vida. How asking why five times can change your life. El preguntar por qué cinco veces te puede cambiar la vida. Now, as I said, it was an article I found on entrepreneur.com, which is an online business magazine, and it refers to a problem-solving strategy, a problem-solving technique, if you will, that is trending right now in the business world. It is very popular right now with businesses. Se refiere a una estrategia de resolver problemas muy popular en el mundo de negocio. And the idea, as the article states, is this. I mean, you, you ask why five times. And if you can ask why five times, the idea is that you can begin to drill down into the heart of a problem or an issue and to try to get to the real essence of what's going on. Si puedes hacer pregunta, la pregunta por qué cinco veces, puedes llegar al grano de algún problema. So let me see if I can give you an example. Uh, again, a business example. Why can't I get my work done? Por qué no puedo terminar mi trabajo? Answer, because I have too much to do. Tengo demasiado que hacer. Why do I have too much to do? ¿Por qué tengo demasiado que hacer? 
Answer, because they keep calling me away to do other jobs. Me llaman para hacer otros trabajos. Why am I being called away to do other jobs? ¿Por qué me llaman a hacer otros trabajos? Because no one else can do it. Nadie más lo puede hacer. Why can no one else do it? ¿Por qué no puede hacerlo nadie más? Well, because no one else has been trained how to do it. Nadie más ha sido capacitado para hacerlo. Why has no one else been trained how to do it? ¿Por qué no han capacitado otros? Because there is no training program. No hay ningún programa de capacitación. So you see how just asking why five times you realize the issue is not I can't get all my work done. The issue is that we haven't trained other people to do important work. I'm the only one that does important work. No es que esté ocupado, yo más bien que hay que capacitar a otros. So I want you to have this in mind a little bit as we go through our message today. Now, our question, we're in this series, Getting Wise, Wise in the Faith. Estamos mirando los por qué de la fe. And our question today that we're considering is a question that may be uncomfortable. Why share your faith? ¿Por qué compartir tu fe? Now, I think based on what I've just shared with you, the temptation would be to take the, the negative approach and to see this as a problem and to say, why don't I share my faith? Sería una tentación decir, ¿por qué no comparto mi fe? And then we could take the five whys and try to go through that, right? This is an approach we could take. Why don't I share my faith? ¿Por qué no comparto mi fe? Because I'm too shy. Soy demasiado tímido. Why am I too shy? ¿Por qué soy demasiado tímido? Well, because I feel like I don't know enough about my faith. No, no, no conozco mi fe lo suficiente. Why don't I know my faith enough? Because I haven't read the Bible enough. ¿Por qué no conozco la fe? No he leído la Biblia. Why don't, haven't I read the Bible enough? And you know, the list could go on and on and on. We could go through an exercise like that and actually come away feeling rather guilty, rather defeated, Rather overwhelmed, podríamos salir así derrotados, culpables, agobiados. But I want you to know that's not the approach I want to take. Instead of just drilling down into our hearts about why we struggle to share our faith, I think it would be better to take the positive approach and to drill down into God's heart. Es mejor llegar no al grano de nuestro corazón, sino al de Dios. Why would God want us to share our faith? And I believe if we look at Scripture, we will find that there are multiple reasons why. There are more than five reasons why we are to share our faith. From God's perspective, hay más de cinco razones por las cuales podemos compartir la fe. And, and these reasons that come from Scripture, they, do not, they are not based on guilt. They're not based on our performance or lack thereof. No se basa en este pretexto de, de lo que hacemos nosotros, de la culpabilidad. Rather, the reasons that God gives us for sharing our faith are based on grace. They're based on what God has performed and what God has done. Se basa en lo que Dios ha hecho por nosotros, en la gracia. So if you have Bibles ready, I would love for you, or you can note these down and look them up later. I want you to kind of strap on your seatbelts with me, or to use another image, uh, put on your rain gear, because I'm going to open up the fire hose here, and, and we're going to just look at some scripture 
that has to do with God's heart about sharing our faith. Vamos a ver unos textos bíblicos. So here we go. Why share your faith? ¿Por qué compartir tu fe? First Peter 3:15. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Honren en su corazón a Cristo como Señor. Estén siempre preparados para responder a todo el que les pida razón de la esperanza que hay en ustedes. Why share your faith? Well, if you revere Jesus in your heart, you have a hope within you. And there's a need to be ready to share that hope. Si honras a Cristo en el corazón, hay esperanza que tú puedes compartir. We go on. Proverbs 15.30. Proverbios 15.30. Listen to this. Light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart. And good news gives health to the bones. Una mirada radiante alegra el corazón en las buenas noticias renuevan las fuerzas. Another proverb, Proverbs 25, 25. Like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. Como el agua fresca la garganta reseca son las buenas noticias desde lejanas tierras. Why share your faith? ¿Por qué compartir tu fe? Because you see, good news brings light. Good news brings health. Good news brings life. Good news brings joy to the heart. Las buenas noticias traen luz, gozo, vida, salud. And guess what? The good news of Jesus Christ brings more. The good news of Jesus Christ brings eternal light, eternal life, eternal health, eternal joy and refreshment to souls. Las buenas noticias de Jesús traen gozo eterno, vida eterna, salud eterna, etc. We go on, Romans 1.16, Romanos 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. No me avergüenzo del evangelio, pues es poder de Dios para la salvación de todos los que creen. Why share your faith? ¿Por qué compartir tu fe? Because the gospel, the good news message we share is the power of God to change people. And we do not need to be ashamed of that. El Evangelio es poder de Dios para cambiar personas y no hay que estar avergonzado de eso. Let's keep going. Acts, we've got a couple of them from Acts here. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven, given to mankind by which we must be saved. De hecho, en ningún otro hay salvación porque no hay bajo el cielo otro nombre dado, dado a los hombres mediante el cual podamos ser salvos. Why share your faith? Because the faith we share in Jesus Christ is the faith in the only one who can save people. There's no other name. No hay otro nombre. La fe en Jesús es, es, es el único nombre que nos puede salvar. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Hechos 1:8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Cuando venga el Espíritu Santo sobre ustedes, recibirán poder y serán mis testigos tanto en Jerusalén como en toda Judea y Samaria hasta los confines de la tierra. 
Why? Share your faith. ¿Por qué compartir tu fe? Because you see, we have been given God's power to do it. We've been given God's power to do it. We are identified as spirit-empowered witnesses, and now we're on a mission to testify, to share wherever we go the good news. Hemos sido capacitados de poder Espíritu Santo para compartir en una misión estas buenas noticias. Let's continue. And as we do this, again, what I want you to do is be listening, listening for the truth of these scriptures that really connect with your heart. Escuchen la verdad que conecte con tu corazón. Psalm 78.4, Salmo 78.4. We will not hide them, the things of God, from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders He has done. No las esconderemos de sus descendientes. Hablaremos a la generación venidera del poder del Señor, de sus proezas y de las maravillas que ha realizado. Why share your faith? Because as I said before, there are other generations. We, we cannot, cannot hide from the coming generations what God has done. No podemos ocultar, esconder lo que Dios ha hecho de las próximas generaciones. And then there's the scripture which Jennifer and I read from Acts chapter 4, verses 18 through 20, Hechos 4, 18. There we find the apostles Peter and John, and they're being told very clearly by the Jewish rulers, don't speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Los judíos les dicen a Juan y Pedro, no hablen en el nombre del Señor Jesús. And they respond and they say, you know what, judge for yourselves whether we need to follow you or God. Juzquen ustedes mismos si debemos mirar a Dios o a ustedes. But Acts 4.20, here's the deal. We cannot help speaking about what we've seen and heard. No podemos dejar de hablar de lo que nosotros hemos visto y oído. So why share your faith? Because you can't help it. Because when it happens that you have seen and heard from God, you can't help it. ¿Por qué compartir la fe? Porque no podemos dejar de hablar de lo que Dios ha hecho. 1 Corinthians 9.16 And we're almost done with this list. Hang on. 1 Corinthians 9.16 When I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Cuando predico el evangelio no tengo de qué enorgullecerme ya que estoy bajo la obligación de hacerlo. Ay de mí si no predico el evangelio. Why share your faith? ¿Por qué compartir tu fe? Because we are compelled to do that. Compelled by God's amazing grace. Somos obligados por la gracia de Dios. And finally, last but certainly not least, John 20:18, Juan 20:18, after Jesus has risen, it says Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Maria Magdalena fue a darles la noticia de los discípulos. He visto al Señor, exclamaba y les contaba lo que él le había dicho. So, why share your faith? ¿Por qué compartir tu fe? It's what you do. 
when you've had an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus. It's what you're going to do. Lo que haces cuando te encuentras con el Señor Jesús resucitado. So there you have it. This is what God has to say in part. This is what God has to say about the why for sharing our faith. Es lo que Dios nos dice. And it really, I think, all boils down to this. As I think about it, it boils down to this. The, the fact of Jesus coming down to earth to share, to share not just a message, but to share himself with us. The reality of Jesus coming to share with us is the greatest motivation for us going to share Jesus with others. El hecho que Jesús vino a compartirse con nosotros es la motivación para compartirlo con los demás. You see, uh, the faith we have to share is based on Him sharing. It's based on Jesus coming to share this life with us and to live in the way that no other human being could. Jesús compartió la vida con nosotros. He died in a way that no other human being ever died. He died the death we were supposed to die. And he's risen again to give us the life we have desperately wanted and needed but could never obtain for ourselves. Él murió lo que nosotros hubiéramos muerto y ha resucitado para darnos vida que necesitamos. And so this is the faith we share. This is the good news. But in order to share our faith, and I've hinted at this already, in order to share our faith, at some point, the story and the person of Jesus have to connect with our story and our person. At some point, it's got to be personal. En algún momento la historia de Jesús tiene que conectarse con la nuestra. Tiene que ser personal. And so what we're talking about here is not just why share your faith, but drilling down and getting to your personal why. Your personal why for sharing your faith. What is it? ¿Qué es tu por qué personal para compartir tu fe? And to get at your personal why, I think there's a couple of questions to ask. Where... Has Jesus met you? Where has Jesus touched you? Forgiven you? ¿Dónde te ha uh, tocado el Señor Jesús? ¿Te ha perdonado? How? How has Jesus changed your life? How has he encouraged you? Uh, loved you? Healed you? Rescued you? ¿Cómo te ha rescatado, animado, amado? How has he done that? And if you can meditate on that and think on that and how your story connects with his story, at, at that point, I think you can find your personal why. Your personal why for sharing your faith. Si puedes meditar eso, vas a encontrar tu porqué personal de compartir tu fe. In fact, as I was preparing for this message, I, I decided to go through that exercise. In fact, I want to encourage you to go through that exercise if you can. Take some of these verses, and based on Scripture, based on thinking through my own personal story and how it's connected with Jesus, I made a list of my personal why for sharing my faith. Yo hice una lista del porqué personal mío de compartir la fe. Why do I share my faith? ¿Por qué comparto mi fe? Because this is the hope that gets me up every morning. This is the hope 
that changes my life and gets me up to face the day. Es la esperanza que me levanta cada día. 1 Peter 3.15, I have a hope inside of me. Why do I share my faith? Because Jesus has given my life purpose. I am a spirit-empowered witness on a mission to share Jesus wherever I go. I don't have to doubt that my life has purpose. Mi vida tiene propósito. Soy un, un testigo capacitado del Señor Jesús. Why do I share my faith? Because Jesus gives me joy. Jesús me da gozo. Greg so ably last week talked about this joy. There's this something inside of you that no matter if the whole world all around you is falling apart, there is something that Jesus has put inside of me that cannot be squashed, crushed, destroyed, or taken from me. It's that joy. Tengo gozo adentro que no se puede destruir nada de las circunstancias del mundo. Why do I share my faith? Because every day is a bonus for me. Every day is a bonus. I'm not supposed to be here by my calculations. Every day is a bonus. Cada día es, es un regalo. It's a gift. I was dead 35 years ago. I was dead. Estuve muerto hace 35 años. And yet here I am. Why? Because somewhere in my death and darkness, there was an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus and he gave me resurrection in a way that I could never have anticipated. El Señor se encontró conmigo y me dio resurrección, por decirlo. It's changed me. So why do I share my faith? ¿Por qué comparto mi fe? Because I'm burdened for other people who, like me, are dead in their sin, desperate, in darkness. I'm burdened for people that are heading towards an eternity of separation and destruction apart from the goodness and the grace of God and it breaks my heart. Estoy quebrantado por los que están destinados a una eternidad fuera del amor de Dios. I'm burdened for the next generation what they are facing in our world. I'm burdened for my children. I am burdened for my grandchildren that aren't even here yet. And my great-grandchildren and beyond. Tengo carga por las próximas generaciones. Why do I share my faith? Because I can't hide what Jesus has done for me and I am not ashamed. No estoy avergonzado y no puedo ocultar lo que el Señor ha hecho por mí. And then, finally, there's one other significant story that is a part of my story, I think. One story from Scripture, from the story of Jesus that connects with my story. And it's the very first story we read from Mark chapter 5. Marcos 5, we find the story of Jesus healing this demon-plagued man. Jesús sana al hombre endemoniado. He's among the tombs, it says. And he's naked, and he's crazy. Está en las tumbas, desnudo, loco. And Jesus heals him, casts out the demons. And it says that afterwards they found this man dressed and in his right mind. Encontraron al hombre vestido en su sano juicio. The man naturally wanted to go with Jesus. He wanted to be with Jesus. Quería estar con Jesús el hombre, but Jesus said, no, that's not my plan for you. 
Go home, he says in Mark 5.19. Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. How he's had mercy on you. Vete a tu casa los de tu familia y diles todo lo que el Señor ha hecho por ti como te ha tenido compasión. And it says the man went, Mark 5.20, he went away and he not only went to tell his family, he went to this region called the Decapolis, which as Jennifer revealed in the reading today, literally means the ten cities. This man went to ten cities, a ten-city region, and he went from city to city, city, telling how much the Lord had done for him. Este hombre fue a Decapolis, es decir, diez ciudades para recorrer las ciudades y decir lo que Jesús había hecho. And the people were amazed. People were amazed. So why share my faith? Because God has done so much for me. The Lord has had mercy on me. He pulled me out of the tombs. It was called a psychiatric ward, and some of you know that story. Me sacó de las tumbas de un hospital psiquiatra. And he's clothed me with a new life. And I'm now in my right mind, for the most part. Estoy en mi sano juicio. So you see what I'm saying? When we can identify where the story of Jesus connects with our story, we're going to find all the motivation we need to tell other people about what he's done for us. Vamos a encontrar la motivación cuando vemos dónde se conecta la historia de Jesús con la nuestra. And, and it's not about, it is not about memorizing a, a teaching or memorizing a gospel presentation or a sermon or the four spiritual laws or the five principles for this or the three principles for that. It's just about simply telling in your own words, with your own life, what the Lord has done for you. How he's had mercy on you. Es simplemente decir lo que el Señor ha hecho. If we can just do that, naturally, simply, kindly, with passion. God can do way more than you think. Dios puede hacer mucho más con tu testimonio de lo que pienses. I, I was reminded of that this week. I, I was surprised by it, actually. I'm preparing for this sermon, and I'm walking just a few blocks from here. I went over to, to a meeting. I was coming back here. I'm walking down the street. Estuve en el centro de Tulare, caminando, and I Pass this woman and she says, Pastor Russ. And I turn around. This woman, I don't recognize her. Veo una mujer. She says, do you remember me? I'm like, not really. ¿Te acuerdas de mí? She says, I'm Felicia. Soy Felicia. Oh, no. <laughs> not sure who you are. Don't you remember? And then I remember, yeah, I've seen Felicia before. But, and it started to come back to me. She said, you know, 14 years ago, 14 years ago, your wife and you, you sat over a, a table and you shared with me hope, the hope of Jesus. You sat with me over a hamburger. I was homeless. I was hopeless. And that was a key moment in turning me towards God. Tú y tu esposa sobre mesa me hablaron del Señor en un momento donde estaba desesperada. And she went on. She didn't stop there. She said, it's been seven years now. Seven years since I've been clean and sober. Seven years since I've been in my own house. Seven years since I've been baptized. Seven years now and I'm a part of an amazing, awesome local church here in town. And, and my life has purpose. 
Siete años desde que fui bautizada, desde que fui libre de la adicción, desde que tengo mi propia casa. Seven years. Now I talked to her 14 years ago, so you can know it wasn't me. No fui yo. It was God. You see, when we share what the Lord has done, The Bible says we're planting seeds and maybe sometimes we're watering seeds that other people have planted. That's all we're doing. Estamos echando semilla y regándola, dice la Biblia. God gives the growth. God gives the growth. Dios da el crecimiento. So, again, I'm just going to ask you that question. Where does the story of Jesus connect with yours? ¿Dónde se conecta la historia de Jesús con la tuya? I'd like you this, this week, identify Maybe as I've been talking, you've already started to do this. Identify at least one thing the Lord has done for you. I think we can all come up with at least one, right? One thing the Lord has done for you. And can you share that with one person this week? At least one person. Puedes identificar una cosa que el Señor ha hecho por ti para compartir con una sola persona? Why do that? ¿Por qué hacer eso? God knows why, and he wants us to know why too. Yo sabe por qué quiere que sepamos también el por qué. So let's take a moment here to pray together. Lord, I'm so thankful for what your word tells us. Gracias por tu palabra, Señor. And thank you too that sharing faith does not have to be about how much I know, how smart I am, or how inspirational I am. It has to do with how wonderful you are. No se trata de lo inteligente que soy yo, sino de lo maravilloso que eres tú. I want to ask that all of us this week could have some divine appointments, moments where it's just so clear that we have an opportunity to open up our mouths and to open up our lives and simply say, hey, I want to tell you what the Lord has done for me. Ayúdanos a encontrar esas oportunidades donde decimos, oye, esto es lo que el Señor ha hecho por mí. Help us as a church to do that, as a church family. I want to pray for the other people out there that are like Felicia. Bring us into contact with them. And I pray that there may be stories that come of people who have met Jesus in their story. Que haya más historias de como las personas se han encontrado con Jesús. And may it all be for your glory, Lord. And for the generations to come, we pray in Jesus' name. In the nombre del Señor Jesús. Amen.